right, so welcome to the fourth, fourth, wow, we're four episodes into Blood, Sweat, and Teal, uh, Fear the Fin podcast. I am C. I am Kyle. So we're going to jump into the games this week. We had three. We started with... Boston. Oh, Boston, yeah. I couldn't remember if Boston or... Um, generic, ori- generic original <laughs> six team, Boston. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to gonna... shitty GMs giving us Joe Thornton and Martin Jones. Yeah, thanks for that. That I have a kind of working theory that cuz we always play horrible against Boston. So, I think Doug Wilson is going for the long con here and that he tells them <laughs> to play bad against Boston so that he can manufacture these really good trades because Boston won't ever see us as a threat. <laughs> like Doug Wilson like feels bad on the plane yeah. for for ripping for giving them Wayne Primo, <laughs> S- Scott Thornton, I forget, and Marco Sturm who is the only Good player in that trade, other than Joe Thornton. He just, like, feels kind of horrible about himself. And so he just yeah, so he- tells us to tone it down. They didn't play good against Boston. <clears throat> that's no. That's the best summary of that game. This, it, it this, was, this stank. Yeah, it was bad. Lines were all over the place. Yeah, Donskoy uh, was on the first line, which was the big... I guess he got props for playing well in that last game at home, and then... And then they so they moved him up. Donsko's been really good all year, so I I, I like it. Yeah. But at the same time, it just means that other people are moving around more, and who knows right. who's where on a game to game basis. I I'm a big proponent that Kevin LeBanc needs to stay on the top line. I think that's the best thing for him and for our depths and everything. But I do I don't know. I like rewarding Donskoy. I think that that's good. Because he is, he's having a good season, seeing how he can be productive if he gets more minutes. I'm not entirely against that. Yeah, either. and it, it seems like uh, Jonas has come back to his 15-16 form, which yes. is a very high... Like, as a rookie, he played very, very well. I know he's a little right. bit older as a rookie, but he's still a rookie. So he he played really well. And so last year, with all his injuries and stuff, he didn't play very well. And I think there was worry that he would... That was the player that San Jose had invested in, but I don't think I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure he's going to be more along the lines of his rookie year, and who knows, he could be much better. This is only his third year in the league, and last year he was injured beyond belief. So right. hopefully he, he just keeps he sep- this play up. Yeah, he separated his shoulder twice. I mean, the kid could not shoot; like he he just couldn't. So expecting you know him to to be a really productive point scorer when that's what he was dealing with and then the line mates that he would get stuck on when he was able to come back from being injured you know last year was going to be doomed for him no matter yeah. what because i have a working I, I have a working theory that pete DeBoer uh, is jealous that they have the same circle beard and so whenever he gets a little <laughs> antsy or like he's angry or like his wife yelled at him or something he just takes it out on jonas because he has the same circle beard and doesn't like it that, that's my whole theory here because it, it, it's uh, it's not a it's not like, a great Don facial hairstyle. Like better, like that's like Donskoy is this like man child who has the better beard. Yeah, like, Donskoy is also what 24, 25 maybe. He's not very old, I, but he rocks he rocks that like old man studying with a pipe in the library look. Yeah, and it's, for it's sure. very odd. I love Jonas, but he I, I do too. I, I want to see full beard Jonas, like the nice like five o'clock shadow, like a, like a nice like like a nice stubble beard, like a nice Bradley Cooper beard. Oh yeah, God. maybe he just can't. Maybe he's one of those guys that can't grow facial hair. But uh, I think I think he probably could. He is finished, know. so he like he needs to keep his face warm when he goes home. I think I'm trying to remember what he looked like when I saw him in San Jose because he was 
I think he still had the kind of the goatee situation going on, but yeah, I think he got, I think because it's pretty full. It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like there's a lot there. So he, uh, Jonas, just do everything you you want in life. If you want to rock the circle beard and score goals, it's fine by me. Uh, I love him so much. That would be a great, (laughs) that would be like looking back, like say in five years from now, Jonas is on the second line, he's scored 30 goals a couple times, and he's just this all-around beast. That would be a great signing, but you could put that one another notch on the Doug Wilson belt uh, for the for the Donskoy signing. That would be a great find. Uh, yes. So I, I'm really glad that he has resurged. He's been rejuvenated via health, uh, and that he's he's playing much better, and he, he's definitely a top-six talent guy. I've been a big proponent of the matching pairs and putting putting pairs together and then finding a guy that works, which is why I think... I agree with you with the Kevin LeBanc on the top line because I think he's the he's almost the perfect trigger man for two guys that are yeah. creative. Um, I don't right. think LeBanc is like a first line talent. I think he's more of like a third line guy who scores a lot of goals. But he, if he's going to be the trigger man like a Chichu, then all be it, just put him there and let him shoot and score and right. do what he does. I I think with Donskoy, I would be interested now that he's kind of finding his stride this season to see the Donskoy Couture pairing kind of come back. Yeah, I um, love that. I, yeah, they were so good. Um, yeah. Even I'm trying to remember handedness because I I don't know if it would put them off their side, but Donskoy Hurdle Couture. Um, that just seems like aggressively overloading one line. <laughs> but then again, I, I but then again. Does. But they're, they're they're putting hurdle there anyway, so I mean, because right. I I would like the the Joes, the Couture Donskoy, and then the Hurdle Meyer pairs, and then do what you want with the fourth line. I don't care. Uh, but if we can get rid of some of our dead weight, that those three on a line could just be killer, absolutely yeah. killer. Yeah, and I think they're really committed to the hurdle at wing, so maybe that line just becomes a death line uh, that just scores <laughs> all of the goals. Uh, <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I, I'm just glad Donsko is back and he is getting the time he deserves. I hope I hope Pete DeBoer doesn't, like, do the young kid thing where he banishes him to the fourth line randomly because he had a bad right. game. But uh, right. I, don't think he, I don't think he will. Yeah, Jonas Donsko, he was moving on from Boston because that game sucked. I'm glad we just moved right into Jonas yeah. Donsko being awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boston was, it was not fun. It wasn't a good time for anybody. Uh, maybe for Joe Thornton, but... It was a good time know. for Boston. Yeah. Games, they're going to drop games like that. It's, it's a long season. It's 82 games. There's a saying in baseball where you, every, te- every single team in the league wins 54, loses 54, but it's the 54 in the middle that matter. I'm sure there's like a similar thing with hockey where like everybody wins 25 and loses 25, and it's the 32 in the middle that matter. So they're going to lose games, whatever. It's early in the season. I'm not yeah. super upset about it. They looked bad. And I, I think the reason I'm not super upset is because they looked really good. Well, they looked good against Buffalo, and then they looked really good against Toronto. Right. We're just always bad against Boston. Like, that's like it's hard to be like, you know, this is a team we should have beat when we never beat them. So, like, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, like, it's a blip in the radar. San Jose's not got off to a great start, so dropping one to Boston doesn't really hurt me. It's not like they dropped yep. it to L.A. or Anaheim or somebody that could affect the standings. It's just Boston. Right. Um, yeah. When they played Buffalo, though, Speaking of teams they play, always play bad against, this is the first time in the history of the franchise that they've won three games in a row. And it's both games this year and the last game like in March last year against Buffalo, which yeah. is insane for a team that's 27 years old or 26 years old. How do you not win three games against a team that's been pretty bad almost that entire time? Right. And uh, 
And the sharks have always been fairly good. Like Oh yeah, they, I think shout out to know, Marcus like, shout out to Marcus White. He put up some stat they were like in their last before the first game they were like two nine and two or something in their last 13 but they've outshot them by like over a hundred shots or something like that over that span something ridiculous like that yeah so like the sharks have been good in that time period and they just can't seem to win pita boar had said something i don't it was before they they went to the like they flew to buffalo or whatever and i'm trying to remember what it was it's something about his record like his personal record against buffalo is was like split at that point so he's like so i don't care about like how the team has done against them because i've been pretty all right <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Pete. yeah. awesome <laughs> good for you <laughs> uh i mean those florida those florida panther 2008 florida panther juggernauts were just taking out boston awesome cool that's no, very no, relevant no, no. to today's like, san jose sharks like his his record with the sharks is uh, oh yeah, i thought you meant like his yeah. <laughs> personal record like like the 2008 like, oh, Panthers yeah, went New like Jersey's 4-0 been against really Buffalo. Really good against Buffalo. Who cares, Pete? <laughs> yeah, Ilya Kovalchuk scored six goals against Buffalo one year, and it's like awesome. No, Thanks, man. Uh, since okay, so since he got to San Jose, <laughs> yes. good. His uh, and Martin Jones has been good against Buffalo. So, so like you know, we're doing all right. Yeah, and they, and they actually played good in this game. Um, there was like the obvious hiccups that a team who isn't just absolutely crushing the league is going to have, but they, they, they were good. Uh, I liked their penalty kill is still really good. Uh, Logan Couture is just on fire. He's like the guy from fantastic four. What's his name? Blaze or whatever. (laughs) Just like all of a sudden in the last week, he just turned into a ball of fire and just started scoring goals. So, and that, that, that goal he scored against Buffalo was ridiculous. (laughs) He's amazing. Just as someone who has watched the, uh, the Minnesota wild a lot, I feel, <laughs> I feel like any game where you let Jason Pottmanville score, that you should feel a little bad <laughs> somewhere inside. <laughs> like... So pa- Jason <laughs> Jason Pottmanville, I forget. So I'm from Toronto, for everybody that hasn't figured that out yet, but my sweet accent. Pottmanville was either a saber, like back in, he was a saber yes. back in the day. I can't remember if he was a senator, but he was a saber. And when the Leafs were good, there was a time when they were good in like the early 2000s, the Pat Quinn era, Matt Sundin and friends. Pominville would score ridiculous goals against the Leaf, and in my head, I just have the announcer yelling Pominville <laughs> over and over and over again, just like Pominville, Pominville, and he would have like a really weird voice. So like Jason Pominville has indirectly been in my life for a long time, and I don't know how he scored so many goals against San Jose this year, but I guess that's what you get for playing with Jack Eichel. Yeah, I think that's definitely boosted his his productivity a little bit but like that's just it's, that's not the guy that you want scoring against you you know you don't feel good about it he's old <laughs> he wasn't great last year like that line has been really good though they, yeah. the the Pominville Eichel Evander Kane line Pominville's a playmaker and I think that that has been what Jack Eichel needs to be anchored to a playmaker yeah, and Evander Kane is a straight G yeah. with his money phone. <laughs> he just wants to crush people and score yeah. goals. That's all Evander Kane cares about is literally nothing besides scoring right. goals So and making money. So Pominville has really kind of 
brought what that that needed that line needed um in in his playmaking ability and everything so just sucks outside of that line they're pretty trashy yeah oh but, yeah i am just, uh, <laughs> they are pretty bad they are literally built like a ushl team where it's like they got their top line and who is the rest of this i think i think ryan o'reilly's still on that team oh, yeah uh we should. Oh, Rasmus Ristolainen is on is on defense. Zemgis Jurgensen is on the team, and I'm running out of. Isn't a former shark? Isn't Matt Tennyson a, a saber now? Oh yeah, he played former yeah. shark in quotations. <laughs> Matt Tennyson, former shark, is now a Buffalo saber. That's gonna be like us with Dylan Demello in two years. So I'll be like former shark Dylan Demello. We'll be like really. <laughs> Like, does he count? <laughs> Thank you. Really, guys? Is he a like, former shark if he only played five like seconds? Like, technically, I guess. Well, to be fair, Tennyson would have played a lot more had Ryan Reeves not murdered him. But, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Was Matt Tennyson also paired with Matt Irwin? Or am I just remembering this wrong? Uh, I think you're remembering <laughs> it wrong. I think Irwin was before Tennyson. Um, oh, there's just a lot of... Bottom yeah. six, bottom pair defenseman <laughs> yeah. that the San Jose cycled through. Yeah, but yeah, the Buffalo's not good. San Jose's not good against Buffalo. It was not a game. I don't think many Sharks fans like. If you're just like super casual about it, maybe you'd be like, Buffalo's bad. San Jose's good. They should win. But um, if you follow a little bit, San Jose's had trouble. I like that they won. It's a game they should win. It's a game they don't often win, but they played well. Winning three two was was a boost. It was nice. It was nice to bank that win, especially before they had to uh, come home. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I think banking that win, especially after Boston bouncing back after Boston, was nice. Yeah. Uh, n- nice of them to do. I think these three games this week are like the morale boosting games. You know, like it's, which is surprising because Toronto's good. Right. They're the ones that if the winning or losing is really going to affect the team's kind of mood. So, like, they want to win against Boston because there's so much history with them in Boston. And then with Buffalo, the whole Curse of the Sabres thing, like, winning there is huge for them. And then you go to Toronto and... Or go back to San Jose and you play against Toronto. And um, with Patrick Marlowe being his first time back, that... <laughs> that That's going to feel good. You know, I mean, they're probably really having mixed feelings about it just because that's I, I don't think they are i think they were really really pumped about beating patrick marlowe <laughs> yeah so like even that's... even just, not even in like a mean way but even just as like friends like hey we beat your new team kind of kind of deal like right. they they were super psyched to yeah. do that yeah so this is like the the morale boosting week right for the sharks where it's like we're gonna feel good if we win against any of these teams yeah and it almost went like bad better best because yes. they the they they didn't win 3-2 against the Leafs. They they should have won, like, 5-1. Yes. They, they, they scored, so San Jose scored an empty, Joel Ward, shout out, shout out to uh, the press box, um, <laughs> scored, an, scored an empty netter. His first goal and then, of the season was not against a goalie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's what you get uh, from Joel Ward. Um, <laughs> He's just learning from but, Jumbo, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Joel Ward is what he is at this point. But... They scored to make it three one. It was two one. They scored the empty netter to make it three one with like two minutes left. And then Toronto came down and Borgman yeah. took like a weird slap shot and it bounced off three different things and went in the net and then it was three two. Yeah. But it never really felt that way like that. No, and so that play after, was just so weird I, and like San Jose it kind of felt like they were like, Oh, there's like two minutes left in this game, like there's just no way. 
So yeah, they did. They just went into the little shell. Yeah, which fine. I mean, if you're gonna save your energy for the last two minutes when you're up by two, like it wasn't exactly like it was a rocket that right. like sniped and they danced to the team. Right. It, it was whatever. Right. If Austin um, Matthews was on the ice, like just absolutely hammering away at Martin Jones, like yeah, if they were relaxing at that point, I'd be like, ah. You maybe shouldn't yeah. do that. <laughs> Austin Matthews, by the way, really good at hockey. Yeah. That goal, the goal he scored where he fought off, I think it was Couture, and he kicked the, so he reached out and kicked the puck to escape mm-hmm. and then went, a, and then reached around uh, Jones and, and like shot it in. That, that's like a, that's like a really, that's like a, that's a man's goal. Right there. <laughs> he just imposes his will on the game and it, it's always so fun to watch him. Like. Yeah. And it's crazy because. I don't even know if he's the most skilled. I think William Nylander might be more skilled, like, at just pure talent inside his body, <laughs> which is crazy to say because, like, William Nylander, you can't hit that guy. Yeah. You can't You can't get that guy. That guy just gets the puck, and he's a little magician with it, and <laughs> things happen. That's uh, – Toronto's really good, and I'm so glad they beat them. Toronto, at one point – so halfway through the third period – from the end of the first to halfway through the third period, Toronto had two shots on goal. Yeah. San Jose thoroughly outplayed the Leafs in every aspect. Fre- Frederick Anderson stood on and his head the, for the most the fourth part. line for the Leafs is just yeah. it's garbage. It's non-existent. They had zero shots <laughs> so, on goal for so, the entire game. They had... Yeah, and then... What, 15? Minus 15 for Dominic Moore and minus 16 for the other guy. Yeah. What, face puncher, Mick Puncherson. Uh, What's his name? Matt Martin. Matt Martin. Yeah, I hate that guy. They had a, cor- they had a Corsi of zero, and Corsi is shots, all shots on the ice. Obviously, if you take more shots than the other team, you get a plus. Mm-hmm. You get minus for basics, but they had a zero, which is like almost yeah. impossible. And then they had zero. They, had, they, they, they were they were like the worst. And then uh, they took all of the penalties, right? Yeah, Timo Meyer decided to try to end Matt Moore's, or uh, Dominic Moore's yeah. life, and then Dominic Moore got up and cross-checked him a hundred times. Going after Timo, right? Like Timo got like just absolutely obliterated like well it's not like pete DeBoer protected him and put him on the joe's line or something that he puts him on the fourth line and was like oh you're not scoring goals well i wonder why he's playing with the departed corpse of joel ward <laughs> and i don't know an ahl center who is it ryan carpenter like right and then you're i like ryan carpenter but he's not gonna make timo better right and then you're putting him on the ice against a team that is like hashtag grit like they are you're putting him against- just the fourth line. Yeah, just the fourth line. Yeah, well, you're putting him. You know, you're matching him up against that that line, and they're gonna try and kill him. Like that's not like a like oh he should be able to score because these guys aren't talented. Like he's not gonna be able to yeah, score not if he's dead. because they're like running him over. Like ba- Mike Babcock, shout out to all my Toronto friends who drink the Kool Aid. He's a good coach. I get it. He has roster blind spots, and one of them is like. He needs Matt Martin and Dominic Moore in the lineup for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, but he's done this all through his career. And, like, Josh Levo is dying in the press box. And, like, they re-signed Roman Polak. <laughs> Shout out to former Shark, speaking of. <laughs> former Shark. Roman Polak <laughs> looked like a pylon on the oh ice against San Jose. Yeah. This is what it must have felt like when Pittsburgh was playing San Jose in the finals. And they literally just, like turnstiled him like every time like they're going to the movies and the usher was like have a shot at net this is what it must have felt like because roman Polak's not good <laughs> um, <laughs> he's making me sad <laughs> things that also made think speaking of sad things that also made me sad patrick marlowe oh not because i not because he led us to five stanley cups but because like he's just been a part of my life for 20 years it's like when you have like a car that 
kind of just dies and gets you from point A to point B, and then it eventually dies for good. You can't put more money in it, so you need a new one. But you're sad because that car has memories. That's like Patrick Marlowe. I have memories with him, but it was that, yeah, he didn't lead us anywhere, but, like, he's there for 20 years. I've legitimately watched him every year for the past 20 years of my life, and he's been good, and they've been in the playoffs, and he's done a lot of things, and I'm glad they had him. Like, I'd rather have him than not have him. Um, and it was just weird seeing him come back in a Leafs jersey. Yeah. I, I definitely cried during the, the standing ovation. It went on so long. Apparently, like, it was timed at five minutes. It what? It was timed at five minutes, Jesus. apparently. The ovation. That's insane. Yeah, so good job. Good job, Sharks fans. And he, he got his, uh, ovation when he came up for warm-ups. I mean, like, that's just... As he should. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but, like... I just, I don't think they're, I know it's stupid because it's my team, so of course I'm going to be like this, but like, I just, I don't know, I can't think of another player who is loved that much, you know what I mean? Like, he, Joe Thornton. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, yeah, but we also didn't the draft thing, The him. thing about, Pat, like, as, as much as I, like, rag on Patrick Marlowe, the guy's a legend in San yeah. Jose. Like, the, the, when, when, when he retires and then Thornton retires, they should just retire 12 and 19 together. Yeah, absolutely. The numbers. Because they don't have, they don't have, sadly, eight-year-old Kyle is very sad that Owen Nolan's number 11 is not retired, <laughs> but... If they if they are waiting for Marlowe and Thor to retire and then do twelve and nineteen right away, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. He uh he was he was a good good guy for the Sharks for a long long time. I, I still can't get over the fact that he was wearing a Toronto sweater. Yeah, <laughs> it's so off putting. It's just one of those things where I've just become accustomed to it. And there's just um, there's no way that he's not retiring as a shark. No, he'll do the he'll do the one day contract. Yeah. Like so, you got to think he makes six point two or six point four million dollars this year. So he's still pretty good. Um, next year he'll probably play most of it, and then if he starts declining, Lamorella will just put him on Roby Dot Island and make up a fake injury so that they can put him on oh. LTIR and he'll just die in the press box. Because what are the rules to Lou Lamorello? And so that's where he'll end up. So he may come back if they might eat some salary for the last year. But I, he'll probably just retire and then do the do the. Um, the one, the one day, yeah, like the Nabokov, yeah, one day, one day, one sign. Shout out to the Sharks PR department. That video was awesome. Yeah. Oh god, it was so good. It was so so good. Yeah. They picked like, they picked such good clips. Like they started with the draft, obviously. What was the song in it too? I have no idea. Really we know. did our research. We- <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was it was a great song. And they started with the draft, and then the first clip after that is the call of Patrick Marlowe, the youngest player in the NHL, scoring his first NHL goal, which is crazy that he was the youngest yeah. player in the NHL at that time, and he scored a goal. And then they picked all the best clips, including my favorite Patrick Marlowe call, because I'm a Dan Razanowski guy, because I listen on the radio light and when radio a lot, and when they beat Vancouver, so... They come down. It's an elimination game. I think this is for the sweep, too. San Jose had never swept anybody up to this point. Somebody takes a shot, and it trickles through. I'm pretty sure it's Luongo at this point. It trickles through his pads, and it kind of sits in the crease behind him, and Patrick Marlowe literally flies in behind him and taps it in and then does, like, the Bobby Orr, like, jump in the air and, like, roll around. And Dan Rusnowski just yells, Patrick Marlowe does it again. He scored the series winner. And then it's just crowd noise. It's so awesome. And they put that, like, right... I've got goosebumps now. Yeah. <laughs> they, they put that right in the middle of the video. It was just... The video was so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Something you said I had a thought about. Oh! I, I have very strong Patrick Marlowe 
have feelings, apparently. <laughs> Did you? It was the, the long-term injured reserve thing. Um, oh, someone yeah. in the comments was talking about... It was actually in the Trade Rumors article, I believe. That, <laughs> Shout out to the people in the, in, the, in the Trade Rumors comments. Yeah, oh god. Uh, what a mess. But someone had said something about uh, trading with Toronto about <laughs> about um, Wilson trying to sell the, the Dylan Polak thing to them. And then, <laughs> like, remember, this This is the pairing that got us to the Stanley Cup final or something and getting getting rid of Dylan that way. And then maybe packaging Paul Martin and being like, if he doesn't work, you can just put him on the long-term injured reserve. He's got that ankle thing. <laughs> As though that's gonna, like... <laughs> Like, you've got a fail-safe if you take Paul Martin from us. (laughs) That's awesome. We can get, like, an actual... We can get, like, Jake Gardner back and be, like... Or James Van Riems. They can be, like, actually just fleecing Toronto. They, they, uh... They fleece Toronto. They fleece Toronto before. So, Logan Couture is a direct result of a trade with Toronto. So, it was... I think, think, um... Kat did a trade tree, and I don't know if it was in here. I can't remember, but it was, like... They traded Vesatoskala and drunk-ass Mark Bell. Uh Uh-huh to the Leafs and they got back I think like some random player and then they got the 13th overall pick and then they traded that pick with the Blues um so that pick ended up being like Lars Eller I think and they ended up trading that pick with the Blues in the same year and to nine which became Logan Couture so uh thank you Toronto (laughs) appreciate it buds yes perfect I just totally blanked (laughs) trades let's let's talk trades because this is every everybody loves to make up fake trades like I'm pretty sure I've created 14 different John Tavares scenarios, <laughs> ranging from John Tavares for Chris Tierney straight up to like gutting half the roster for John Tavares. Jesus. Uh, speaking of Chris Tierney, uh, allegedly on the chopping block. Yeah, so let's. I wrote this, which all credit to uh, TSN. Uh, I get TSN alerts, and they they alerted me to this, um, and I saw it. And then it was it was these rumors come from Bruce Garriock or Garriach. I don't know how to say your name, sorry, uh, of the Ottawa Sun. So people in the comments told me numerous times uh, that he's not a trustworthy news source. I don't know if he is or not. If he's not, then let's take these as rumors. But the thing that was kind of lent themselves credibility to these is that uh, Kevin Kurtz, who's with the Sharks day in and day out, confirmed that Tierney was on the block this summer and then uh, that they're probably looking to move Bodker because, duh. Right. And Paul Martin, he he loves Paul Martin, so he didn't say that Paul Martin was on the block. But it kind of lends credence to the fact that Garyoc Garyoch was is is correct in his, in his surmising. So even if the guy is a blowhard, it, it seems like relevant news because it, it seems like something that could be pertinent. We're not talking about trading away Logan Couture right. here, talking about depth. Um, so Chris Tierney, how would you feel about him being traded? Uh... I think he's he's largely replaceable. I've said this before on the site, and I always get chewed out for it, but I think that, you know, the Tyrannies, the Carpenters, they're ultimately replaceable, and we have a lot of them. We are overloaded with bottom six depth. Um, we have a lot of guys that are bottom to middle six. Josh Norris, what up? <laughs> that are, that uh. are coming up through the system, and, you know, I, personally, you know, and the I think this is a. We have a lot of memories with Tierney, like, and seeing him blossom. Do we? Has been, yeah, like you know, like really the the Stanley Cup final run. We saw a side of Tierney that we were like, okay, okay, I see you, you know. But like, ultimately, that's a replaceable player. 
Uh, am I going to be mad about it? No. Um, I was actually just talking to someone from Mile High Hockey, which is the Avs SB Nation the, blog. The, the best name. Yeah. <laughs> about, <laughs> you know, possible trade scenarios and stuff. They're kind of looking at the... Tra- Wait, they want Chris Tierney? I don't know if the Avalanche actually do. I have no... I don't know. But it was... Matt Duchesne for Chris Tierney? Who says no? Uh, <laughs> just one for one, straight up. Yeah. It was more just, you know, kind of a content thing. You know, they were writing about, you know, these are people that might be available. Should we take them or not? And, um... Yes. <laughs> so he's kind of, you know, he's like, well, what is San Jose looking for right now? And right now... Who, who was your answer? I Like, shrug emoji? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, no, it was, uh, you know, we need we need a top six guy. That is... That should be Doug Wilson's, like, number one priority. He should have, like, a to-do list on his whiteboard somewhere that just the only thing on it, it is tan. top six. <laughs> like, like that's it. That's he doesn't, he doesn't need anything else other than someone who can slot in with the Joes or someone who can make Logan Couture a uh, number one center. Right? So what like you're the, saying, so what you're saying is, is, is my Danish hero, Mikkel Bodker, needs to be replaced. Yes, <laughs> that is 100 percent what I'm saying. Aww. So Aww. as far as the abs go, I, he was I, also in the rumor. I don't know that uh, that um, they have really anything that we'd be looking for right now. But something he brought up to me, what um, that Tom, the the writer I was speaking to, that he um, said was that you know would do do we think Wilson would be able to move or be willing to move Tierney for picks or prospects? And I think Tierney is one that he is you add him to a package. You know? Like he he yeah. he might not be the main guy you're going after, but he certainly makes that deal better. Because he's yeah. he has a, Tierney a is, lot to offer in that way. Yeah, and of the three people that were mentioned by Big Bruce, uh was Bodker, Tierney, and Martin. So Tierney clearly has the most value, unless you're super into Denmark. But Tierney, ha- Tierney's 23. Yes, I'm aware that he is younger than Ryan Carpenter, uh, and he's the exact same age as Danny O'Regan. Uh, so yeah. he's still young. I, I, they're all young. Carpenter's 26. Whatever. He hasn't really played in the NHL. He, NHL. He's young. I think if you he's green. Put if, if you yeah yeah exactly uh, if you if you position Tierney as a, more of a prospect he's only been in the third year he's he's pretty young um, and he's been in the league for like four years or whatever <clears throat> you can probably get more you can probably pry out like an extra like a second extra second rounder you can tack Tierney onto any sort of deal like if say there was a, a fictional Matt Duchesne deal uh, that involved like a defenseman uh, and somebody else and you tacked on Chris Tierney to get it over the hump that's exactly what his value is a nice a guy that could slot in I think in the in the article I mentioned that uh, Tierney would be perfect for somebody who's injured a lot or is looking to bolster their depth so for right. instance I, I put out Ottawa uh, who's bottom six I'm pretty sure most of those names are fake. Uh, I don't know who's on that team anymore. And I also said Nashville because they, they lost Ryan Johansson last year and it really hampered them in the finals. Yeah. So adding a depth center like that would be help mitigate some of those problems. So look, I think Tierney's most l- likely destination is either part of a bigger package or to somebody looking to bolster their fourth, third line with a guy that can get it done right. uh, night in and night out. Um, it's- Bodker's useless. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Bodker's going to be one that is like, we're going to have to c- 
con someone into taking him in addition to like a an actually good player or something. Doug Doug Wilson's going to have to do horrible things for another GM for them to take Bodker. Like, so in, in the very first podcast, I said I was a Bodker guy. I think Mikel Bodker still has talent and he in there somewhere hidden, hidden belief. All the, all the, all the summers being Carlsberg is skill. Yeah. I don't know where it is. And I'm pretty confident I've given up at this point. He's just so bad. Bodker He's got is one going goal. to lose us our first round pick, like because that's like going to be the only way we can get rid of him, right? Like, I just I don't see it. Yeah, but I think I think at that point Doug Wilson just doesn't trade him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just stuck. We're we're either stuck with Hot Bod for another, I guess, two years, one year. Or he gets just absolutely salary matched and thrown in in this, and we eat. What if they eat like half his salary, clear out two million? But see, this is the problem. This is the problem. And in the comments, there's a good discussion about this. None of these are really like salary shed moves. No, San Jose's not up against the cap. They have five million uh, in space. The issue is um, not Bodker's contract. <laughs> like at all well that's the issue for trading is the contract well, yes, but I mean, people people aren't taking that on but it's not an issue for san jose we're not they don't need the space right now they contract. have yeah we're looking to get rid of his body like we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes we literally want to extricate you from the lineup and have you not play hockey for the sharks anymore if you call this hockey like he's just bad if that's yeah. what you're doing <laughs> Sure. And the weird thing is, is he hasn't been scratched. So I'm wondering no. if that's like, he makes $4 million. You can't scratch him. Right. Like, or Pete DeBoer just really loves his time with him in Kitchener Rangers. I don't know. Maybe he has dirt. Maybe. Oh, that's it. Maybe Bodker's blackmail. <laughs> Hold on. Maybe Bodker's uh, uh, blackmailing Pete DeBoer from like way back in the day. Stop. He saw like Pete drunk downtown and he said something and he recorded it and he has it. And like Pete DeBoer just cannot not play him otherwise he'll just be like uh-huh i got this uh oh my oh, we should have a conspiracy corner where we just think of all the craziest <laughs> things anyway um the last guy the last guy in in that rumor is definitely the most intriguing paul martin. is paul martin I... intriguing because he's not good at hockey anymore <laughs> <laughs> but he seems to uh, oh i'm lost for words because i just know in the next couple games Paul Martin will be taking the ice alongside Brent Burns. Stop. See, here's the thing. I am least surprised by Paul Martin being on this list. And I don't know how anyone could go into that really being surprised that Paul Martin is now looking to be expendable to the Sharks. Really? When Ryan has gone in and done his thing, you know? and Yeah, for sure. And I think if you look at Heaton Ryan... There's no possible hockey reason you take them out of the lineup and put in Paul Martin. No. But I was surprised just because how much Paul Martin seems to be loved yeah. by everyone yeah. and how much it seems like Paul Pete De, Paul DeBoer, Paul DeBoer, Pete DeBoer and Doug Wilson just want him back in the lineup. Yeah. So he, he's and a this argument room and this guy. great. I'm sure that locker room is mighty fine. Like <laughs> cool it's not it's not it's not a young locker room no this isn't the coyotes no. <laughs> this isn't a bunch of 22 year olds being like we're millionaires now <laughs> joe thornton's in there joe pavelski's in there burns well burns is probably pretty wild but like couture is like a, a professional now like these guys are professionals now they, they don't need joel ward and paul martin and mark edward vlasic and joe thornton and whoever in that locker room they, 
yeah, sure. Yannick Hansen. Like, they don't if need these guys. If he's even in the locker that... room. I, he hasn't... I mean... He... <laughs> Where is Yannick Hansen? <laughs> Do we know? Uh, yeah. He... Oh, new conspiracy. Maybe DeBoer can only play one Danish person at a time, and he has drawn his line in the sand at Mikkel Bodker. <laughs> and it goes back to the kitchen. That's my, that's my new working theory. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so... I, he's one of those that he's a locker like Paul Martin is a locker room guy. And, yeah, for sure. He's been around. He's seen some shit. But I just I don't know how anyone can look at what our defense has been um, and be like, oh well, maybe we should change things because like let's just try it. Let's try not having Joachim Ryan in the lineup and see what happens because you know what's gonna happen? Yeah, the- Bad things. Bad things will happen, yeah, this... and it's not going to be a fun time for anybody. <laughs> so just don't do it. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing that jumps off the off the off the page, the big thing that jumps off the ice to me is having a mobile defense is just so awesome. Yeah. So, Brendan Nolan's probably the worst skater on the on the defense now, and he's not even that bad. He's more of a physical guy. Yeah. But everybody else can skate. Yeah. Like, ha- inserting Ryan and he just adds a mobility, and when they break out of the zone. These guys are breaking up ice and leading rushes and getting it to the forwards in good spots and joining the rush. And Tim Heat is just a wonderful, wonderful hockey player. I love him. <laughs> like, this is just all <laughs> I can say. Like, I'm just so, like, he has just come in and absolutely, like, rocked my world as far as uh, performance goes. He's amazing. He has a cannon. Yeah. Like, that thing, that thing is a missile. Like, last week we it's... said that... That Brett Burns is Tim Heed on steroids, but like, I don't. Tim Heed might be the new Brent Burns. I, I'm just gonna say that. Hot, hot take. That is a hot take. I will accept that. Um, and I don't. I I also said this on Twitter, so sorry if you follow me and you're getting my reused jokes here. But I like. I hesitate to say that because I don't want Doug Wilson to give him a contract until he is 40. But like. Tim Heat's just so good. Like he's so good. <laughs> but yeah, Tim Tim Heat has been excellent. And actually, uh, shout out to Eric Fowl, uh, who's driving the the Brendan Dillon is not bad bus. Brendan Dillon and Tim Heat have been really good. Yeah. That you, I, you can't argue it anymore. I I don't like the Brendan Dillon situation. I think he there's better options. But you know what? They've been really good. Yeah. I can't I can't fault them for that. They've they've been excellent. Um, they seem to work really well together. Uh, Tim Heed's injection onto the power play, just perfect. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because now they have to respect both shots. I still don't like the first power play, how stagnant it is, but what can you do? Baby steps. Right. Um, and you, you were saying beforehand when we were talking, they're up to what now on the power play? Um, I'll have to look. Rank-wise? Very good. They are 11th. So, so they were on, yeah, so they went from their deathbed yes. like, to like shinny hockey level power play to 11th in the league yeah so like i wonder i wonder how much of that is the second power play unit though yeah oh it's gotta be because your first power play unit you've got was a jumbo as he saw he saw in the first and then vlasic is still on the power play and i (laughs) (sighs) that's just like one of those things i think he's i think pete DeBoer has just become entrenched in this idea and he can't go back now (laughs) He doesn't want to admit defeat. He's, he's just, he's this committed. is the hill he's dying on. <laughs> he's committed to, and I love, I love Vlasic how when he gets on the second power play, Vlasic takes a lot of shots. Yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't like pass it around and set up or like go to like dive down and try to take a shot. Vlasic is shooting, Vlasic's shooting his shot. Yeah. 
This is <laughs> it's great, but like I would prefer anybody else. Yeah, no. On the power play, Pete DeBoer with uh, Vlasic on the power play is like anyone who is still watching The Walking Dead at this point. Like you just <laughs> <laughs> like like you know it's bad, but you you're going into it every week. Like, well, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> gonna waste some time here with this and that is classic on the power play the power plays look better it's still not up to my liking but what are you gonna do tim having tim heed on the back end means that now you have heed and burns dropping bombs which means that when the defenders set up their box or their diamond they have to respect the fact that point shots could be coming from either side which opens up avenues like if you watch the most recent tim heed goal he has like 15 feet of space yeah he just walks into right. the top of the circle and absolutely hammers a rocket. <laughs> and so I don't know how you're going to stop that. Right. So I'm very excited for Tim Heat to never be in the AHL again and for him to score 12 goals a year and have 30 assists and just be the best. They've inserted Heat into the first power play. I think they've moved Hurdle off of it. Because then it's Couture, Pavelski, and Thornton. And they've, which I don't mind because Hurdle, Hurdle does stuff. Yeah. And if he's if Hurdle's the leader of the second power play unit, I kind of like that. I still don't like Thornton on the power play either. See, like, the power play is not the time when you need playmaker Joe Thornton. Like, that is, that's just not. Oh, but it is. No. They just have him set up in the wrong spot. Yeah, that's fair. So if he's standing on the half wall, it's okay, but he needs to float down more to the crease. He needs to go behind the net. He needs to move around more because he's one of the... 10 to 15 best passers ever in the history of the NHL. Yeah. He's still good at passing, but they just deploy him. The, the main focus of that power play is to have Brent Burns and Tim Heath drop bombs. <laughs> it's not to have Joe Thornton set up a creative backdoor pass, right. which I would like them to mix in. Right. Because if you watch the second power play unit, they're winging the puck around. They're doing stuff. They're making stuff happen. And the, and the first one's a little stagnant. But um, maybe just Heath and Burns having them both big sticks on the back end. Maybe that's just all that needs to be solved, and they can just shoot slap shots and score. Yeah. Well, and I think Burns has been the most predictable part of our power play. That's been what's, uh, in the early part of the season, what made our power play so bad. And going back to last season, that our power play started struggling because everyone was like, hey, maybe we should just focus on uh, not letting Burns do his thing. And um, Yeah. So I think, you know, you inject heat into that and it's it it opens it up a little bit. It makes it a little more creative. Yeah, you have to respect two point shots, not just one. Yeah, so so that helps. I, I do enjoy though that like with this defense group, like the most that I have to worry about is like the fact that Brent Burns isn't producing offensively. Like that is my only concern yeah. with the defense right I now. I don't think he's scored yet. I don't think he has. No, I'm pretty sure that the defense has two goals and they're both from yes, Tim Heath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, friend of the blog <laughs> tweeted that earlier today, actually, yes. So that's just crazy that Brent Burns has been shut down. Yeah, so San Jose San Jose has been shooting poorly and their power play was moribund at best. And But they've been really good possession-wise and they have they seem to be fairly deep. Uh, they're not like crazy deep, but they, they're they're pretty deep, and their defense with the addition of Ryan and Heat has just been absolutely stellar. So San Jose is probably looking to regress to the average, but in a good way, regress yeah. upwards, um, just because they've been so good in a lot of different areas, including Timo Meyer, who's getting the shaft, and has been rumored <laughs> that he might be going back to the AHL. 
You're hurting my feelings. <laughs> it's not, it's not me. I don't, I don't, I don't want that. I'm just like really upset about that, that concept <laughs> as a whole. So like I, I don't know. I think, I think it's almost inevitable at this point that Pete DeBoer, but is he, is he, is he waiver exempt? Timo Meyer? Yes. Okay. So they could send him back for a couple games as like a, Hey, you better play old school hockey better. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they want from him. He's he's generating a lot of shots. He's he's doing a lot of things. He's been saddled with donkeys. Uh, no offense to Melker Carlson yeah. and Joel Ward, but like at this point, please give him someone with skill. Like just put him on her. Just put him with Hurdle and right. see what happens. I'm guaranteeing you yeah. good things will happen. Yeah, uh, team- Peter Bork, call me. <laughs> I will. I will let you know. I will give you a seal of approval. The the team wire situation is really interesting. I because I think the. The calls for him to have more development aren't necessarily misplaced. It's more just understanding the type of player that he is. He's a player that needs to be adapted to, and unfortunately San Jose has been a system kind of under Pete DeBoer that that does not adapt. And so it's easy to look at that and look like he is... um, He just needs to adjust to the game when really it's kind of the systems, I think, that are are bogging him down a little bit. Yeah, and playing on the fourth line. Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) I mean, that's just... I just... I just... Like, um, you just... I actually wouldn't 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 mind him playing with Yannick Hansen wherever he may be. He could be anywhere. He's like Carmen Sandiego. Yeah, where in the where in the world is where in the world is Yannick Hansen? Uh, So we don't know. He's been scratched what three games in a row now. Um. Yes, he was scratched against Boston, correct? Yes, Did he play against I'm pretty the sure Rangers? it's three games in a row. Uh, I don't. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't know. It's been it's been multiple games in a row. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I'm wondering if he comes back into the lineup and Ward comes out because Ward played what like eight minutes. He's been averaging like eight minutes a game. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not a lot. Um, so I'm wondering if we see Yannick Hansen come back. I don't know. I think Timo Meyer just put Timo Meyer some, put him on the Joe's line, yeah. get him some training wheels, see what happens. I don't <laughs> know. Do something. Don't send him to the A. He he destroyed the A. Yeah. He doesn't have anything to prove in the A. He's better than the AHL. He's an NHL yes. player, but he's also 20. So that means by hockey man logic, he is not good yet. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I really hope he doesn't go back to the A. Um. Especially... I hope not either. He's so big. I'm sorry, we're going to talk about how big people are again. This is just... Pavelski's tip? But he... Stop. Do you want want to talk about how big that is, too? (laughs) God, that was such a... uh, I just... I will never get sick of watching Joe Pavelski tip pucks. That's just... (laughs) And that's the way I probably should have phrased that on Twitter. Sorry to everyone who follows me. Um, Anyway, uh... I wouldn't wouldn't apologize for that. That that was... (laughs) You just gotta own that. Yeah, um, but going back to Timo Meyer, he's he's huge and um, <laughs> he's he's just a big. Sorry, I'm a child. Big special boy. Um, no, that's Hurdle. Uh, and so, like, I I think he. he I'm losing my train of thought because now I'm just thinking about <laughs> Joe Pavelski's big tip. Um, <laughs> Uh, Kyle, <laughs> shout, shout out to the big boys and the sharks. Uh, uh, not for me. I prefer a nice sleek forward. Okay. But 
So here's uh, the thing. If we are not going to have a goon, which I support, I support not having someone on the roster whose main skill is punching people in the face, right? Like, we, like, we all agree on that, correct? Like, that's just, like... I agree. Okay. I don't know what other people do. So here's the thing. If we're not going to have that, which is a good thing, I we can't have an entire roster of Mitchell Marners because players in this league are huge and they will get killed, right? Like, you just can't have all these small guys. So when you've got guys like Timo who are huge and not afraid to throw their body around and at the same time can score hella goals if you give them the chance... Then like Ooh, very California. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm playing to the audience right now. Um like that's like the ideal, right? Like like yeah, I was worried about him in the uh the game against Toronto because like he was going to get murdered, but at the same time he wasn't someone who was just gonna lay down and let you murder him however you wanted. Like he sees Chara coming and he's like, Okay, yeah, like that's fine. Like I can handle this. Um, yeah, Timo Timo Meyer's like a I almost want to say power forward. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you can, yeah, there's a nice sweet spot you need to hit. And having a guy like Timo and a guy like Hurl and then a guy like Couture and Pavelski, who, and Pavelski especially, who's smaller, and then like uh, uh, some of those, and then fitting in around them. I don't think LeBanc's very big either. So there's a nice sweet spot where you can have these bigger guys and these smaller guys. Yeah. You don't want to go full Montreal Canadiens and just have a team of dwarves. Right. <laughs> or go like... Uh full LA and just have a team of like the Monstars. I was thinking uh, yeah, 2015-16 St. Louis Blues where <laughs> where they had like I'm not like 20 goons and three skilled players and all of their goons were very large. Uh, yeah. They, <laughs> they were very big. Uh, they had like Ryan Reeves and um, I'm blanking on Blues players names. That's I'm not, I'm not up on my Blues team history other than <laughs> They had Wayne Gretzky for 50 games, and he had, like, 80 points. Uh, well, two um, years ago, that was when Matt Tennyson got concussed by Ryan Reeves, and that, that Blues roster, that was their entire thing, was that they just murdered people on the ice and eventually scored goals because they were playing against a team that was suddenly down to, like, two and a half lines. <laughs> so, like, that that was their... It, it, it worked for the Flyers in the 70s. <laughs> Shout out to the Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, that, like, carried uh, the Blues in the playoffs that year, so... So yeah, uh, you do. You do. Yeah, you have to I think, find I think the there's a nice balance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to find the balance. And sending Timo Meyer to the AHL is not the balance. No, that is not. Uh, it, it's it's weird, but we can't. I don't want to say you can't knock it if there, we get results because San, San Jose played there. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday. What am I talking about? Toronto. The Toronto game was the most complete game San Jose's played yes, all year. Yes, I agree. By far, they looked really sure. good. So I hope that this carries over into the next game and the game after that, because this week they only play twice more. Yes. And it's against uh, our old friends Nashville. Uh, from the Music City, <clears throat> Nashville. Yep. And then it's uh, some generic South, Southern California <laughs> team that doesn't have fans. Yes. Yes. Uh, the team without fans, Anaheim. Horrible uh, jerseys and terrible logo. And yes. What a sweet movie. <laughs> Just D1 was good. D2 is not good. D3, I'm pretty sure I don't want to remember exists. But they, they that's two... These are the games that start counting now. So San Jose's gone through this whole lineup. They've, they've played a lot of East Coast teams for some unknown reason. Yes. Save for LA. Uh, 
But I don't know why LA was thrown in there, but YOLO. Yeah, so we've got a lot of conference. Now games. this is where, yeah, this is where like the Pacific. They, they've only played one Pacific Division team, so they need to get those Arizonas and Vancouver, Arizonas and Vegases, so that they can bank some easy points because everybody else has. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then they're also playing Nashville and Anaheim, which are going to be big tests. This is a, this is an important test to see where the Sharks are uh, in terms of. We're almost almost like a litmus test of where they stand in the Western Conference now, especially coming off such a big win against Toronto. See, I think Nashville's going to be... It's going to be a hard game. Uh, Nashville's kind of in a similar position to the Sharks, weirdly enough, because, you know, they're coming off of um, a Stanley Cup final appearance, but they, they're they kind of middling in the division right now. I think they're fifth in the Central. Um, and I'm going to pull up some stats here so that I can accurately say this, but I believe their their offense is kind of struggling, which is not that dissimilar from what's going on with the Sharks right now, where, um, especially early in the season, we struggled to produce goals. Um, Nashville, Nashville's still good. Uh, you got to remember, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Ryan Ellis. Ryan Ellis is still out for a long time. Pekka Rene seems to have met Father Time in an alley and is losing. Uh, he, he's not. He's not doing so well, but they're still good. I wouldn't. It's not. It's not a team. It's not like Ottawa, where Ottawa made the playoffs last year, but Ottawa's not very good. No. Nashville's good. Nashville's going to be a tough challenge. I don't want to see San Jose come in there and be down two nothing after the first period because of effort or they looked tired or something right. like that. I want to see San Jose come out and play like they did against Toronto. If they come out and play against they, like they did against Toronto against every team, San Jose is going to be very, 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 very yes. good. Yes. This it just. It... It has to be a full game, you know? They have to... I mean, it, a complete game. They need to play a complete game. They need to get to the corners. Yes. They need to make the... They need <laughs> They need to uh, They need to go to the dirty areas. They need to they, tilt the ice in their favor. They need to uh, do the stuff. They need to play their game. We're throwing out is every that enough cliche cliches for here, you? but they, they really... They need all four lines. That is going to be... Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Just every cliche. They need a total team effort, and they need to make sure that uh, they come out and set the yeah, tone. they got to get pucks in deep. <laughs> Pucks in deep, pucks at the net. Uh, you can never go wrong with pucks at the net. Uh, we need, we need, we need uh, everybody to come out and compete. The compete level needs to be high. I've got more. It's good. Uh, but then they, so they, they leave from the Nashville game, and then I think it's a big break. So they play Nashville tomorrow, and then they play Anaheim on Saturday. Sunday. I no, believe. Saturday. 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 Oh, it's the fourth is Saturday. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm on metric calendar. Um, they. So they play them on Saturday. That's a little bit of a gap. And then they play the San Diego Gulls. They have to beat Anaheim. Yeah. Um, that team is comprised of fake players. Yes. Those aren't like, real. Those aren't real humans. Everyone on Anaheim's roster is injured. Like there, there's just. Well, Getzloff came back. Did he? Oh. Yeah, he came back last game. Interesting. He may have cried and soiled his diaper and is out again. I'm not I, sure. I, That's always I was a possibility. Say, I thought I just read something about Getzloff not being in, but. Oh, sure. Maybe he has to go wax his bald spot. I'm not he's... sure. I'm, I'm good if he's not there. I'd be very happy if he was if he was uh, gone. But and then you got Patrick uh, like, Eves is still. Was it Bieksa that just got hurt? Um, I'm gonna go right to. Oh, shout out to Patrick Eves. He seemed like a good guy. Oh, Gillian Barsinger was really face. really bad. Oh, perfect. Yeah, uh, um, last game. So. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of depressing that I resent most of Team Canada's players. <laughs> I, re- I respect them when they're wearing the uniform and just like deal with the fact that our top line is made up of like Getzlaff, Perry, and Crosby. But 
That's neither here nor there. It's okay. Um, I am very big on Michigan hockey players, and then I remember that, like, Ryan Kessler is from Livonia, (laughs) and I, yeah, so we, we don't claim him. Man, man, Anaheim is the most le- least likable roster. They really God. are. Like you look at their like their roster photos, and like every single face is very punchable. So, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like Sammy Vatnin's a nice dude. I'm sure he makes a mean like loot fisk. Yeah. Or something. But like that's like one guy. I really hate that Patrick Eves is actually on the Ducks. I lo- I love Patrick Eves. I mean. Detroit Red Wing, and then he played for the Stars. Yeah, hopefully he gets better. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Patrick yeah, Eves. I, if you listen to this, which you 100% don't, <laughs> we're pulling for you. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, really scary situation going on with him. Um, so it's, I believe he, he just got home, actually. He posted yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's at least he's on the road yes. to recovery. I don't think that disease kills you. I'm not a it doctor, can. but I don't think it kills you. I think it's just very bad. Uh, it can, it, oh, it yeah, can? Oh, like, okay, sure. Like cool. 20% of cases, it can kill you. Yeah. So. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm glad you didn't die, Patrick Peeves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to not die. But yeah, he's uh, still out. The... Um, and then we've got Kessler's out. Um, Bieksa's out. Bieksa, and then Fowler. Or sorry, Cam Fowler's out. And Getzloff. Yep. Is Corey Perry still there? Or is he like in the sewers eating pizza with his rat <laughs> friends? Corey Perry is going to be on the ice. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh. So... How did that guy score 50 goals and win the heart? I, 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 I just want to put that out there. That's the worst heart winner of the last 20 years. I know. I really... No, 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 no. Hold on. Jose Theodore was pretty bad, but at least he's a goalie. Yeah. Corey, Corey Perry's bad. Fun fact, I don't like the Ducks. Yeah. I don't, does anyone really like the Ducks? Like. No, they don't have any fans. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I guess just being in Michigan, I do see Ducks jerseys, but they're always Kessler jerseys, so that doesn't count. I don't think I've ever one time seen a real Ducks jersey. I've seen, like, Mighty Ducks from the movie jerseys. And I've seen... So, Paul Correa, previously... This team with Solani and Paul Correa are awesome. Uh, those are the best Ducks ever. But other than that, Gihi Bear, Gihi Bear can... I can shout out Gihi Bear. He's nice, too. But that's it. Like, you might see a Korea jersey in, in Canada because that's hilarious. But you'll see a Korea, you'll see a Solani, that's it. You won't You won't see... Nobody's Nobody's out here with a... Ryan Getzlaff jersey because it comes it smells like poo. Yeah, no, we definitely see Ryan Kessler jerseys. Actually, I went to a it was the Red Wings were playing the Minnesota Wild and I saw <laughs> multiple Ryan Kessler uh, Anaheim Ducks jerseys and I was just like, why? I just have to assume they're his family at that point, right? Like that's the only <laughs> the, those are the only people who are spending money on a Ryan Kessler jersey. Um... <laughs> And then going to a game with two teams who have nothing to do with that. And, and Dean Lombardi, who put him on the US, USA team for the World Cup. Oh, God. God. That, that USA World Cup team was a trash fire. Yeah. Oof, what a mess. It was so bad. But that's neither here nor there because San Jose is going to crush Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, it would be really nice if they just beat them like 5 nothing <laughs> or some, something stupid and ludicrous and they just absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> If we can't beat the San Diego Gulls, then I don't I don't know what we're doing at this point. <laughs> so are the San Diego Gulls the AHL team that's super violent? Uh well they're or is that, affiliated or is that, is that the with Flames Ducks, affiliate. So I would imagine that <laughs> like I would I would yeah, not be point. surprised. That's a good point. So I think San Jose can come out of this ne- this week with so Toronto counts as this week. So the Toronto win, a Nashville win, and an Anaheim win. That would be four more points. 
That puts them at 16, I believe. That's a nice that's a nice little streak they got going on. Yeah, well, if if we win against Nashville, that will be the first uh, three-game win streak of the season. Um, the, right now, we're only on our second two-game win streak, so not great. Is that even a streak? No, not really. I mean, kind of, but not really. Hopefully, ho- hopefully next time, hopefully when we record after the... Ducks game, I can just quote old school where Will Ferrell streaks through the quad the whole time. I'll just <laughs> just drop old school quotes in there. That that's that's the world I want to live in, San Jose. Please do this for me. Um I I'm less uh optimistic going into the Nashville game, but I do I think the Ducks game we we can take it. Uh, I think that yeah. the Nashville game is we... gonna be harder. It's gonna be harder, it's gonna be closer, um and it's going to be less certain as to whether or not we can win that. But Yeah. And I think we see Martin Jones both games. It would stand to reason. Uh, yeah. I'd... Yeah, I agree. Oh, poor Dell. Aaron Dell watched this week. Uh... Oh, okay, so let's the over. So we have two games coming up. The over-under at a half game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so because... Wait, you're saying over? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, under? Under, yeah. Um, Un- under a half game? Under. Uh, I can see a situation where if <laughs> if the San Diego Gulls come out really hard against us and uh, <laughs> somehow... Hold on. Why would you name your team after a bird that eats trash? <laughs> Just setting the tone with Corey Perry. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so yes, Corey Perry, you suck. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I I can see a situation where maybe like if all all hell breaks loose in the the Ducks game that something could happen and Martin Jones gets pulled and Arundel goes in. Just I can see that like absolute chaos in that game. I don't think I don't think so. I'm pretty optimistic. I think. Even though this seems like a hard test, I think San Jose's playing really well right now, and I think coming home after the East Coast road trip might be one of those times where they made it through the East Coast road trip, they came home at 5-5, five and five, they beat Toronto to start off, and they just rattle off a couple wins. Yeah. I, they're, they're, that's the world. We, we could also live in a world where they look like absolute poo-poo and <laughs> Myers in the AHL. And, and we look stupid for being optimistic. Yeah. But I, I do. I, I, I think they're going to beat the Ducks. I just... Um, I know that whenever we play Southern California teams, like, things get weird, and things happen um, that you can't can't really plan on, so I, I can see a situation where maybe we end up seeing Dell, but, I, yeah, I don't I don't think we'll see him this week. Sorry. I don't know, it's, 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 it's a nice time, it's a nice time to be a Sharks fan, because I think they're on the upswing, personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think this could be the start of something beautiful. Is that a movie quote? I think it is. Probably. Um... I think that was, so I th- all, I think that was this, almost High School Musical. This is, no, I've <laughs> never seen High School Musical, uh-huh. nor will I. Did you know Vanessa Hudgens is a, is a singer now? She's got a song out with some guy named Sean Hook. Interesting. Weird, eh? Huh. Yeah. I listen to a lot of Top 40. Anyway, <laughs> they, they what was it talking about? Oh, yeah, I, th- I think that San Jose, this could be the start of a nice little nice little streak of good play. Like the next, next like five, six, ten games could be a nice boost to San Jose, and they could look good. Um, they... they Playing against Toronto, playing a very complete game and their best game of the season against Toronto gives me encouragement. That being said, San Jose has ripped out my heart a long time ago, so they could just fall on their face. <laughs> we we know better than to be optimistic 100% of yeah. the time. Um, yeah. But I I agree. I think that they're, they're heading in the right direction. Um, 
I, I almost feel, especially with all these trade rumors happening and everything, that that we really are mirroring the Jonathan Chichu season, where I we could be heading toward a really big trade that could just absolutely rock the entire season, you know, and change things for the better. Does does it does it rhyme with Ronnie Maveras? <laughs> Ronnie, <laughs> um, I possibly. Uh, someone. Said- I would actually. I would actually. Okay, so uh, I would actually also as a lesser as, as not um, uh, JT. I, I'm not super in on uh, on on Matt Duchesne. Yeah. Whatever. Yolo. Um, you can stay there. I'm kind of in on Alex Galchenyuk. I like it. Um, he, he's good. He scored 30 he, goals in the NHL. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I just. I don't know. I don't. His, also, he will come cheap because his reputation and his uh, value has been absolutely sewered by super genius right. Mark Bergevin. I, I so, love and support anything that is involves uh, fleecing, fle- uh, fleecing GMs. <laughs> fleecing Montreal and making them look just absolutely stupid. So, you know, I would support getting Galchenyuk and then having him just absolutely light it up in San Jose on that basis alone. If you get if so if you make up a weird little package arbitrary like Chris Tierney and Dylan DeMello and <laughs> a second, just saying. And Paul Martin. But no, I'm just saying. We might even be able to could, actually get them to take Dylan because they're they've got a the boner for grit. I've kinda I've kind yeah, but you can only have so many of the same guy. That's fair. And I think Bergevin has hit his quota. <laughs> but I, I I'm also come around. I think the Dylan Dylan Heed thing can stay yeah, for that's it fair. right now. That's fair. I'm, I'm in on it. But if you could probably sell with Mikel Bodker, I'm sure. Um if you tell him he's French, they'll probably just fall over and collapse in orgasm. <laughs> but they if you put together like a like a like a weird little package, like a tyranny DeMello second rounder for Gelchenyuk or something like that, I don't know what they're asking. That would mean that Hurdle could stay on the wing. True. Because Ken Galley can just play third line center. Yeah. Where he's well, supposed to play. He can just be a third line center, and then you can put in Carpenter or Reagan on the fourth line, and there you go. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you can also move Carpenter to wing, which we found has been pretty effective last year. Yeah, sure. You so, can do a lot of things. If yeah. I actually kind of really like John Taveras is a pipe dream because that would just mean that they're replacing Joe Thornton with right. elite talent. Um, Galchenyuk would be a nice sneaky under the radar move that would help a lot, and I think you can get him cheap, and he's not super expensive right now. So I think I think maybe they should like explore that. I don't know what Doug Wilson does besides tan, but I'm sure he's looked into it. Yeah, I'm I- I'm sure he's he's been on the horn. He seems like a guy who calls a lot. Uh, yeah, just like he has like a Bluetooth. Uh, he's just on it. I don't. I don't know. I actually really like. I would like to meet Doug Wilson one day. I think he'd be cool. Um, I saw him for a brief chill. second at the uh, Barracuda Western Conference Final. Uh, just kind of really? passed by him in the hallway. Yeah. Is he tall? Yes. Well, I'm cool. short, so everyone. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm five four. Everyone um, is tall. He also won the Norris, which is really cool. Uh, he was like a real good NHL defenseman. But anyway. Uh, I think maybe he should maybe he should kick the tires on Galchenyuk, see see what's going on there because that guy's gonna go, uh, well, and I would like him to go to San Jose. Something else that has been brought up in the comments before is um, if we're shout not... out to all the people that comment. I do. I read your comments. I hope you all know. Uh, um, I straight up get in there and mix it up with them in the comments. I don't, but that's that's more I do because I love thing. it. But 
something I've seen in the comments, if we're not in on the Duchesne thing, could be that we could uh, get a decent deal for Landeskog. No, just keep him. <laughs> rather not. Really? That guy doesn't do anything. Really? He doesn't do anything. What does he do? He's uh, not good. Well, he's like the he third, fourth best player on the team. With his Birkenstocks and. I, yeah, he's Swedish, so that yeah. makes sense. Europeans are weird like that. Yeah, that's that's. What I don't. He I don't. Landeskog. Landeskog doesn't do anything for me. He's like a worse. He he just doesn't do anything. Like I don't have the stats in front See, of me. He's I, a complete. You, I don't like watching him with the abs, but I really like watching him with Team Sweden. So like, I don't know. I I wouldn't hate that if it were cheap. If he were, if he came cheap, then uh, I don't. I don't think I would hate getting Landeskog. I guess I don't know. I didn't. I didn't even know he was available. I would just rather not go for anybody else. Yeah, I mean, don't do, yeah. Any, don't do anything. <laughs> if you're going for someone on the abs who are selling everything in the kitchen, cha- uh, everything in the kitchen sink, uh, you're going. I would go prefer for- the sink to Landeskog. <laughs> Give me a nice, like a nice, like a nice tub sink, like it's in your basement that you can, like wash your paintbrushes in. Maybe like. <laughs> Put like like some muddy boots in. Give me a nice tub sink. That that's what I would prefer. <laughs> I think I think my power rankings would be like McKinnon, then Duchesne, then Tub Sink, <laughs> then Andrew Ghetto, and then after that I'm I'm just kind of oh they have that they have a everybody's favorite f- possible shark Alex Kerfoot. Oh, <laughs> he, he'd be he'd be all right too. I don't know. I would. <laughs> Is, get, for, for everybody listening, it's quarter to one in the morning in the East Coast, so we should probably just wrap this up. Yeah, we're, we're talking about top sinks. We're we're talking about trading players for sinks. It's it's time. Um, That's like an old school like nineteen forties deal. Where, right, like, like where you can trade, trade them for like actually trade them for pucks because they're out of pucks. Trade something. them for cash and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so what? What? <coughs> how? What are you saying points? Points wise, what do you think? Four. Four. You're, you're gonna go with four. Yeah, I'm an eternal optimist. I, I, I just want to be crushed. I'm going to go with the conservative two, and we'll, s- we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. What, uh, I, yeah, I don't have any more shark thoughts for today. I don't really... I'm sure I do, but they're all probably, like, <laughs> lunatic conspiracy theories. Yeah, we could go on, like, just this absurdist thing that we've been doing for a while, um, <laughs> but I don't think anyone wants to listen to it anymore. <laughs> we'll, I don't know. We'll, My mom we'll probably was pretty into it. Um, anyway, if you you want more of my ridiculous shark slots, I had a pretty good tweet about Mark Edward Vlasic on the power play. Just throwing that out there. You can follow me on Twitter at now you see me. Um, uh, I'm at at k y l e d e m e t r i u s. I retweet a lot of things, and there's not just specifically sharks. So if you like the football or the baseball or the basketball you can or the politics i don't know why i put the in front of everything i think it's funny uh if you really like shay serrano i retweet a lot of his stuff so uh yeah i'm like a 28 year old straight white dude so that's the content you're getting um if you want to follow me go for it i would appreciate it. i'm at i'm at 198 followers so if two people could just like jump on for a minute that would make my day i'm really close to 800 so pretty stoked it's not a that. contest <laughs> settle down here um, you can also follow uh, the podcast on Twitter. We are at BS and Teal. You can follow Fear the Fin. Um, and if you're listening to this, you could be listening on iTunes or Google Play because we are now everywhere. Um, 
So that's exciting. Yes, download us on iTunes. I want to be on one of those lists. I want to be that douche host that's like, yeah, we were like fourth in sports and recreation <laughs> downloads. I want to be that guy. Oh, real quick, do we want to, we've gotten a comment on SoundCloud, and I'm going to pull it up, actually. We're going to, we're going to go over it real quick, because what they said was that we're a little too hard on Bodker. So, I don't think we've gotten really any reviews on um, iTunes or Google Play, or any, I don't even know if you can <laughs> review on Google Play, not that I've if you seen. If you listen, if the first time listening to this was episode three, I apologize, you should just stick with it at least through this one and probably into five and it'll smooth itself out. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, it's like the upside down, like we're just like in the upside down right now, we'll come back out the other side, don't worry. <laughs> um, so if you leave a review on iTunes, we we might read it. Um, I, mean, we'll I will definitely read, read it because I'm an I'm an attention horse. We'll so. definitely read it. We we crave um, validation, but um, we might read it on the podcast. We'll talk about things if you want us to. So you can review us on iTunes, and you can also comment on SoundCloud. That's what this is right here. It's a comment on SoundCloud that says, first time listener here. Love the tone of the show and the analysis <laughs> was fun." I think you guys are a little too hard on Bodker, but he hasn't produced like we expected, so it makes sense. That's the most real take on the internet of all time. Yeah. Uh, are we a little too hard on Bodker? Probably. No. He makes $4 million. That's true. Do something. Yeah, that... You have, you have one goal and three assists. Do something. Like, poor Yannick Hansen has to That's a die for your sins in the press box. every point. Yeah. And, like, Hansen is dying in the press box for the sins of another Danishman. <laughs> Just do something. <laughs> Represent your country, damn it. Yeah. Lars Eller is sad. Like, Lars Eller cries every time he opens up the, the, the thing. <laughs> press box. Go press box? Gold box? Box square. Thank you. It's too late. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll wrap this up now. Uh, yeah, so maybe we are a little hard on Bodker, but he deserves Pfft, it. Whatever. I think. <laughs> so. Whatever is my official take towards Bodker now. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Where you at, Hanson?